0: You are now tuning in to Black Light, the collegiate discussion on the Black Student Diaspora. What's up, everybody? My name is Leon Humphrey Jr. and welcome, welcome, welcome to Blacklight, the collegiate discussion on the black student diaspora. You know what? Today's guest, today's guest, Alex Giotto, my man. How you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm doing good, man. I appreciate you having me up on here.
0: Man, thank you for coming. Alex here is like not only one of my students, but he's, he's like my little brother, man. Yeah. Man, how's the semester going for you?
1: It's going pretty good, trying to wrap it up, Uh, keep it keep it on the up and up trying to finish strong so we'll we'll make it there yeah
0: all right so for this first episode my man it's culture shock the impact of the first year experience so introduce yourself alex and uh, what did your first year experience mean to you
1: so my name is alexander jato um i'm a junior junior here at etsu i am currently a psychology major and i am an rtc cadet and my first year here was kind of was kind of iffy so my first semester I was in the uh p h l l c which is basically a pre health living learning community, and it was basically filled up with like predominantly white people, maybe two two other black people and I genuinely had no black friends on campus. The only black people I interacted with was the gospel choir which i play um for which i play keyboard for and it was kind of like a shock for me even though i've i come from a place where diversity was uh was abundant, but it was still a shock that I, I've seen the statistics in the um, of the of the minority, and they're supposed to be four percent black. You know, four percent African Americans. I I, <laughs> I could not see it.
0: No, it was four percent yeah, black.
1: Four <laughs> percent black.
0: Four percent black.
1: And I literally like, I was like, where are they at though? You know, like <laughs> can't find them. <laughs> don't know where they at. Peekaboo, like where are you guys at? And um, I just I had no idea where they were. I didn't know how to get connected, how to get involved um in the black community. But my second semester is when I started reaching out to people. Um, my uh, gospel choir director, he was um, involved in um, different things like Black Affairs, and he started introducing me to other um, Black people that I could uh, kind of correspond with. So that was kind of that was kind of like a vague synopsis of my like freshman year.
0: Just as a student in general, when it comes to the first year experience, it plays a key role in a student's life. Are you going to stay at that university completing your degree? Are you going to transfer afterwards? Is college actually worth it? Is yeah. Will you make this your college home and make it your home for the next four to five years? And so that first year plays a very important role, especially as a student. True. And when it comes to going to a PWI, which is a predominantly white institution, for a black student, the first year experience is key. Yeah, period, point blank. I agree. One of the key things is talk about the, with a student's upbringing. What was your upbringing before what led you to ETSU, and also what kept you here at ETSU?
1: Okay, great question. So I think I'm actually, like, wonderful to answer this question um, because I graduated high school a little bit early, and I went and I attended an HBCU for two years before I came here. So I have a, um, I have a different perspective um, in, in both aspects. So my, upgr- my upbringing was – so here's how my upbringing was. I had uh, a single parent home. Um, I was brought up uh, in, I guess, a middle class fam- middle class uh, environment. And I went to uh, an early college in high school. And I graduated around uh, 15, 16, and that's when I started um, college classes. And here, everywhere I looked was black people. But the only difference was there wasn't as much opportunity for black people because everyone was black so like so you couldn't really stand out exactly so you, so you're basically like a you're a little fish in a little pond cuz HBCUs are relatively small also but being a little fish in a little pond everyone else is still trying to like out, still trying to grow themselves also so it's hard it's harder to it was hard for me to grow to break out and stand out exactly so coming here i felt like there was so much opportunity for me as a black man um, to branch out and to makes, make, I guess, make a name for myself. Pretty much everyone, I'm not going to say everyone, but I'm pretty well known on the campus, and that's because I'm very, I'm like pretty much involved in anything that I can get my hands on, anything I can contribute, anything that I can contribute and get, get something back from, I have my hands in it.
0: So did that start your freshman year?
1: Yes, it started as like as soon as I got on campus, I was just trying to see what I could get into. I I may have got a little got a little carried away, put a little um, too much on my plate. But as soon as I got here, I was just trying to trying to get involved, trying to join different organizations, trying to figure out what different people, um, who different people were, and uh, what I could do to uh, make this campus better and uh, just make make this campus know who I am.
0: Oh, that's great, man. Alex, remind me where you're from.
1: So I'm from Greensboro, North Carolina.
0: North Carolina. See, a lot of our uh, students are actually from either around the area, so like in the from the Tri Cities area, or Knoxville, Tennessee, Chattanooga, Tennessee, uh, Nashville, Tennessee, or Memphis, Tennessee. Being from Knoxville, I had both parents in my life. I came to school, and I was originally playing football. You know, unprecedented circumstances had came, um, and next thing you know i'm working in new student family programs because I was so involved, yeah. and you know meeting you at orientation it was <laughs> it oh, was <laughs> it was really funny I, and i I could see the gleam in your eyes uh during orientation how how well you wanted to you know kind of get to know the area mm. uh be out and be involved and that was one of the greatest things i'll tell you though when it comes to some students, some of the students kind of feel uncomfortable because of being at a predominantly white institution you see more white faces than black faces and when it comes to it it makes it very hard for students to kind of get out their shell Mm -hmm. what do you think we should do to kind of help students get especially black students get out their shell
1: okay so i think i have a little i think i have two different answers for this uh first in some aspects i think one has to ask themselves hey why am i here before I came here, I knew, like I usually do my research before I put myself into a situation. Mm-hmm. Before I came and considering that I'm 4 hours away from home, there is no, hey, I don't like this, I'm going back and figuring out my life again, you know. So mm-hmm. before I came here, I was, I was like, okay, what do I want to get out of this this experience? I usually try to give it more than a semester, give it more than a year to uh whether to decide whether this is for me and whether it's for me or, or not for me. I need to figure out, hey, what can I get out of this situation? Because when we flee out of situations that are uncomfortable, when we flee from adversity, we will never grow. As, mm. black, as black students, wh- one thing we have to understand is that adversity is how we, is how we grow more successful. I think in Arizona, there's a, they have this, um, this biosphere. they made, they made an artificial biosphere. And in the biosphere, they planted trees. That's all they did. They just planted trees in the biosphere. These trees would grow and then they would fall and die, and the reason why they fell and died is because there was no wind, there was no environmental pressure on the trees, and that just, proved, that just proves that no one can grow without some type of adversity, some type of difference, some type of stress. When we when we when we experience stress, that's when we um, figure out ways to uh, to escape it and to like to get, to basically improve from it. So, coming back to your question, you have to ask yourself what. Am I here for Mm. I'm not gonna let anyone come between me and my goals first Mm -hmm. and foremost foremost so if I if all I see is white people I I feel like that shouldn't bother me as much as it just depends if you're insecure or not like for me I'm not I'm a very outgoing person so Mm -hmm. as long as you're not doing me any harm and I know I would never do you harm. And we can make each other, like, we can grow off, off of each other. I have no problem with it. I really, I genuinely love company. I genuinely love any um, any race. But I do think it's important for black people that they understand the world isn't out to get them. Like, white people aren't bad. <laughs> like, white, <laughs> white people aren't bad. And if you, if you spend your days focusing on, oh, my God, there's so many white people, not enough black people, you'll never, like, you won't. You need to concentrate on yourself. Like you won't be, you won't be concentrated on the goal here. The goal here
0: it'll be more of a distraction.
1: Exactly, that's what I think. Like, if I go to class, and I'm I'm literally like, there's a lot of classes that I have, and I'm I'm the only black person, or the or amongst one or two. If I'm so focused on the people around me, I'm not gonna get what I what I came here to get. Mm-hmm. So I'm so focused on who's around me, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna come out the top of my class. Gotcha. That's just, that, I think that's just how I look at it.
0: Okay. That's a unique point of view. I, I actually like that point of view. Uh, when it comes to it, uh, this is me speaking from experience, I'm also an outgoing person. When I came here, like I said, I originally came to play football. And then uh, due to unforeseen circumstances, uh, I got injured. And after getting injured and leaving the team, I was kind of like, you know, why am I here? Why, why? I was asking that question, you know, what am I here for? And (laughs) I came here to get my degree foremost, not play football. But um, when it came to it, I still remember um, thinking about, you know, I don't feel like at home here. Like, you know, I didn't make friends and I make close friends and everything. But I didn't want to share my feelings with my friends at the time. And I was like, you know what, maybe I should transfer, you know, talk to my parents about it. And I was having a rough time at home as well. But talked to my mom about it, I, and she was like, "You know, with transferring back home, would that help out?" And my dad was, "Boy, you lost your mind. <laughs> Ain't no transferring because yeah. you, <laughs> you already went through this." And so mm-hmm. uh, I was very blessed with um, uh, older leaders, especially black leaders uh, in my life. Who was an SGA president uh, at the time? She was also, uh, she was in multiple organizations: Polo, Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. She was in numerous organizations, and she'd been around uh etsu to kind of have etsu under on her belt <laughs> she legit had her under her belt oh, yeah. and so she had got me in touch with the right people and then next thing you know i'm enthralled and just thrown in this area where i'm kind of like you know what now i'm comfortable yeah. i now, like you said you know i'm now making a home for myself mm-hmm. because i am involved and so now i feel comfortable to the point where you know what i can succeed here yeah. As long as I find my community, make this community like mine, I will succeed here at ETSU. Mm-hmm. But with that point, I believe it's not only that freshman's part into trying to find the community. I feel as though it's also the community or the the population itself needs to help shelter that freshman. Uh, but not shelter as in like keep from, but
1: like build up type thing. To
0: build up, yes. Uh, what, what is the saying That uh, just the a old village. school saying Yeah it takes a village It takes a village, yeah. it takes a village. And I'm full of greens with that Because I wouldn't be where I am today If it wasn't for the represent, representation We had of those students Who came into my life to say Hey if I can survive here You can And especially black students come to, I remember the first black faces I seen um, Were my Was my orientation leader at the time and she was amazing. And she was a part of a uh, preview or, uh, orientation leader organization. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, Leon, you're a very cool guy. Like, you would like it here at ETSU. And when yeah. she said that I could, I would like it here, you know, I made sure, like, you know what? Let me see what I
1: can yeah, do. Because you said the same thing to me at orientation. Like, yeah, you, you like it here. If you need, need anything, call me. Yeah.
0: And that's the thing. Like, it, already a support system that was there. Uh, quest leaders, my. And Quest was is a program that's led by Karchanda Harris in the Multicultural Affairs. And that's a program where we can see our people, you know, go out and thrive, have a good time. Mm. And we not only see our people in the students, but also see faculty and staff members um, that look like us. Yeah. The, and it's very helpful, especially Miss Terry has oh, been yeah. a big part of that. And she it's is, all, <laughs> love Miss Terry. And she is the advisor for Gospel Choir and black affairs and she she was totally amazing oh, yeah. I also met uh, Dr. Foster mm-hmm. who's a biology teacher she's a very big name in the biology department oh, yeah. and tess. so and so when it came to it seeing faces like that kind of comforted me it was kind of like okay you know if they say I can do it then I can exactly. and so um, representation played a big part in my collegiate experience so what about you my man
1: I think I think, I think you're right. Actually, I think uh, representation was a huge factor in actually me staying here because, while when you move away from your home, like a lot of things happen at home that you're not aware of, yes. and sometimes you can be aware of, but you have no influence or affluence over. Yes, because you're mm-hmm. you're here. Mm-hmm. So it's like being here. I was man, I was dealing with things that were happening at home, being a little homesick, you know, like. Just things are happening and then also I have to deal with the things that are happening here in my own life so being like well represented to say hey I'm not the only one like I'm not the only one going through this seeing that like physically with my eyes seeing other people who have said who've told me hey like I've been through this I know what you're going through. I mean, I know exactly what you're, like, what you're experiencing right now, but I can tell you right now that if you stick through it, it's going to get better. Like, and just hearing that from different, from various people is, like, probably some of the, one of the only reasons why I'm still here at this school.
0: And that not only, like, kind of plays a part in making sure that the freshman stays, but it also makes sure that the freshmen feel comfortable. Yeah. And also uh, learn, like, go through adversity. Because there's there's going to be situations to where, you know, you're going to have to go through something hard. It's going to hit home big yeah. time. Oh, yeah. But, you know, as long as you stay, as long as you especially kind of, you kind of lean on your uh, role models that were, you know, were here for you, mm-hmm. um, that is a beautiful thing. And, I w- like I said, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for my quest leaders, preview leaders, um, my soul roars, like all of them. They are amazing. And especially uh, one thing that I feel like is important. Um, I still remember talking to uh, Faith Vaughn um, and she is uh, she works for the admissions office. Okay. Faith Vaughn is a member of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated and she had uh, crossed that organization when she was an undergrad here. Mm-hmm. She graduated in 2015. Wow. Um, and I was a freshman 2014 through 2015. And knowing her and also talking to her about it, she said she influenced students because she was influenced in the same way. She pays it forward. Yeah. And I had asked Doretha Benn, who was SGA president. I, I think she was one of the first black um, female, female yeah. SGA presidents um, here. And honestly, if you if you ask her, she probably would tell you that she ran ETSU. Oh, yeah. I bet. I bet. Oh, man. Love Doretha. Oh, yeah. And she said the same thing. Because people had looked out for her, she, wanna, she wanted to look out for other students. Oh, yeah. There was numerous numerous students uh, back in the day who would kind of look out for each other. And, I, and that plays a big part of the first-year experience. When it comes to retention, a lot of students are retained, especially when they have that community, and not just black students. So when it comes to just being a student in general, this is one thing I noticed. They, um, students have to have three things. Uh, when it comes to a support system, they need a friend. Mm-hmm. They need at least a staff member and a faculty member having a friend to support them a staff member whether it's in multicultural affairs student affairs and and a faculty member so a teacher Mm -hmm. thankfully and not just black teachers played a role and not just black staff members played a role in my time here heather levesque director of new student family programs i love that woman to death she has done so much for me and not only me but for other students and also other students who are my color and when it comes to it that just shows the the level of being a being an ally Mm -hmm. for her black students which it was which is an amazing feat overall so uh could you kind of talk about you know the impact of um staff and faculty in your life
1: so starting out like i said my first semester I wanted to get my hands in everything that I could possibly get it in. And with this came a little um a little drawback with my grades and um with I guess my um emotional health. And being involved in so much and putting and like having so much on my plate plus my grades to worry about, I had to kinda like figure out a way to balance everything. And what like it started pr- it started to affect my performance in gospel choir so one day we had a meeting and we had a meeting and we uh we just started talking like hey alice like what's going on and i, w- I was always the type where i was very extrovert but i never really talked about my feelings never mm-hmm. really t- told like if i'm going through things it's it's me myself and all that's all i got to the end that's what i found out you know the rest of the song but <laughs> that's that's what that was my mo like that was my motto and she sat me down and she's like, "Alice, like, what's going on?" Her and Jimmy, her and Jimmy Young sat me down. Like, Alice, what's going on? I'm, I'm just like, no, nah, I'm fine. Like, nothing. I'll, I'll be all right. Like, Alice, like, the only way you can, the only way I can help you is if you, let me help you. Like, you know, you got to tell me. So I just, I just started spilling my guts, spilling my guts, and then from then on, they started cutting me a little slack, started allowing me to kind of get my, get myself back on my feet, and um, basically get back to where I wanted to be. Because if you're not successful, you cannot lead others to be successful. You mm. can't lead any, you can't, it's like the blind leading the blind, you know? So, I feel like they they weren't just doing that for me, but they were doing that for the people who I would, like, who I would lead in the future.
0: That's amazing, my man. Uh, do you have any advice to kind of give faculty and staff to say, hey, this is what you need to do, especially if you want to help your black students?
1: Yeah. I've, I would say that it just depends on like the teacher in the class. Cause I know I'm not gonna tell a Keramity teacher to start getting to know their students when they have over you know, they have hundreds of students. Mm-hmm. But some students genuinely especially like the freshmen. Freshmen I feel like is that attack point because that's that's when they need the most like hello, like hey, I'm here for you type thing. Because when I came on when I came on campus, every I, most freshmen, I say eighty percent of freshmen will come in they think they're an adult, you know what I'm saying? And you're transitioning into that adult phase, phase, but you still are handicapped because you still are coming from a place where you have been nurtured uh, which, by your parents or been nurtured by, by your garden. Somebody has been taking care of you. Now you have to figure out a way to take care of yourself or figure out a way to learn how to take care of yourself. And also take care of your grades, because in high school, all you had to worry about was your grades. You didn't have to worry about when or where you were going to eat most of the time. You didn't have to worry about when like, when you had to get up. You knew when to get up. You knew when you were going to go to sleep almost every night. But now you have to figure out a way to balance your life in such a way that you will be successful every single day or 90% of the time. So what I would say to teachers is that tackle the freshman. Figure out, because once you're a sophomore, or once you're a sophomore, or junior, like you're starting, whether it's bad or good habits, you're going to like that's what you will practice. So as a freshman, staff or administration, whoever it needs to be, that we, we should come up with a way to um, introduce freshmen to good habits. Come um, come with introduce freshmen to the um, resources that we have on campus. We have we have different counselors to, um, for them to talk to. I've talked to counselors myself. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. me and too. It's not it's not wrong. To have to like literally talk to someone, I would say talk to your counselors before you even talk to your friends because sometimes as, as a freshman you don't know who to trust, you don't know who to talk to. Oh, you so right as that. a freshman you can talk to a counselor. They don't know you like that, but it's someone that you can you can express yourself to with no type of risk or repercussion. So I feel like bringing in um bring bringing freshmen together, introducing them to the resources that we have at the school because not a lot of people know or understand. The depth of the of the resources um, that we have at this institution. So and they won't know and uh, and who they blame. You know who they blame when they um, when they fall. They won't blame anyone but themselves. And it's not their fault for not knowing.
0: Now, what would you say to you know future black students who are coming in uh, for their freshman year for their first year experience?
1: I would say come in with an open heart. Come in. Come in ready. Um, ready to make a statement because you being here is defying odds already. So if you're here, be here and perform at your best ability. It's it's very difficult to perform when it through adversity, especially if you're the type where you you've been you've always been around black people. You already been you've always been around people of your color. Get ready to adjust. And once you learn how to adjust, it's hard to say but once you learn how to adjust you your position in the world and your like your status in the world would become i guess a little bit higher because when you know how to work with people you become a very you become a more valuable person who doesn't um than someone who does not know how to work with people yes you will never like even like in the army i'm even figuring it out that no one will ever do anything alone you will always do something in a battle buddy pair at least. You always do something in at least a pair. So if you do not know how to work with others, then you will not be successful. So f- learn how to work with people. Learn how to state your opinion and be opinionated because your opinion does matter. Freedom of speech, but also listen. Our argument is two-sided, not one-sided. So be ready to listen because everyone has their own perspective. Everyone has their own opinion about things. You're not the, you're not the only voice in the world. But your voice does matter.
0: Man, that's great, man. Boy, you sound like an old head. I'm trying. <laughs> you trying?
1: <laughs> I'm trying.
0: So when it comes to involvement, let's talk about involvement here and how, blacks, how can black students get involved, especially at a PWI like East Tennessee State University?
1: Well, I just asked. <laughs> I think asking is the first, uh, the first step. Closed mouths don't get fed is what a lot of people tell me around here. Mm-hmm. If you don't ask and show your interest, then no one's gonna push you to do it. You have to be self-motivating and self-motivated to um, do the things you want to do. But I mean, if you are shy, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different ways to get involved without being, you can, like, there's different ways to lead. You can lead by example and you can lead from the front lines. If you're one of those shy, um, shy, shy people, you can definitely like, join organizations and just hang around, see if you like it or not, and then build yourself from there.
0: And you know school, especially at ETSU, they always try to coach up students to tell it, be involved, be involved, be involved. And they say there's statistics behind, you know, students being involved. They're highly more likely to graduate. They're more likely to be ready um, to get a job after graduation. They're more likely to be able to work with. And the great opportunity that ETSU, that I believe ETSU gives, they give you the opportunity to find your community and sometimes people don't know how to just do that cuz it may come a little bit easier the outgoing more outgoing students because they are more willing to put themselves um, out there. Yeah, put themselves out there. Now what about some of our students who come in and say like look I'm just trying to get my degree and bounce. You know, what what do you say about that?
1: Well, I ain't gonna lie. I have like a I have like a weird like a weird view on that. College is a place the same degree, the same degree in psychology, I can get from ETSU. I can get the same degree from a, a community college. The only difference is that there's a, there are resources that a community college has. I mean, I'm sorry. There's resources that ETSU has that a community college that you would never find a community college. I can I can come here. I can join a biology club. I can join a fraternity. I could join a poetry club. I could join a communications club. I can join a philosophy club. I can join a... There's an anime th- club. There's an anime club. <laughs> there's and an anime club. You know? I I'm love anime. That, look, <laughs> but if you, like, if you just want to come and get your degree, that is no excuse for not, for not being a part of something. Like, what, am, mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say here, the degree isn't like the main It's focus. important, but it isn't the main focus. Like, if you, the degree doesn't speak on your experience. It speaks mm-hmm. on how many tests you've passed, how many classes you've taken, and you need 120 credits to to get your to get your bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't talk about the experience that you have. Millions of people have their bachelor's degree, and and many of them are jobless. The people who have jobs and the people who are moving up in the world are the ones who have experience, have the are the ones who have social skills, mm-hmm. are the ones who know how to interact with people and get what they want out of it. So. If you want to just get your degree, I mean, get, get your degree, but why are you paying all this money just for a sheet of paper? Why are you paying all this money just for a sheet of paper? I'll, if I'm paying all this money, I'm getting everything that I can get out of it. Yes, yes. If I pay for that meal plan, I'm <laughs> every meal, lunch, brunch, breakfast, all of it, I'm getting it. That's, you should, You should think the same thing about this degree. If you're paying for this degree, Get everything that you can get out of it because college is only four years. After that, four years, you're out. You're done.
0: And this is the thing. You can get your degree anywhere else. Anywhere else. Anywhere. But somehow you chose ETSU. Yeah. So you have to go ahead and branch out. Mm -hmm. You have to go ahead and find your community. Alex, man, great points. And thank you for uh coming on the show with us man like for You're real i'm me. very You're thankful Very, th- boy you sound like an old head man hey, i'm
1: almost there look got one more year
0: boy you sound like you've been here for six years I'm only one <laughs> 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 Only one. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: but again alex i want to thank you uh, for coming uh the next person i want to thank is uh my producer matt bugatti thank you woo-hoo! my man thank you for keep keep uh keeping us on track my man uh again thank you alex man thank you my brother uh, thank you, Professor Langey and Tammy Hayes. I love you guys. Thank you for uh, thank you, my tech advisor Jesse Denny. Hey, thank you for holding me down, Jesse. Uh, thank you, Georgia Jackson Dover, for letting us use the room. You are an amazing woman. Thank you for everything you do, uh, Miss Georgia. And also, Candy, you know I got love for you, girl. Love you, Candy. And um, especially, last but not least, thank you for uh Media and Communication Department at East Tennessee State University. I'm your host, Leon Humphrey, and this is Black Light, the collegiate discussion on the Black Southern diaspora. I'll see y'all next time.